Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So uh, Noah Rothman, who is a, uh, he's more of a Nikki Haley Republican, I want to say. And I've interviewed Noah over the course of the years. He writes a commentary magazine. He used to be at, um, I think, National Review for a while. He may still be a contributor there, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, actually, here he's a contributor because he's got a link here uh, to his National Review piece. And he says, a bill designed to contain Russian... Chinese and Iranian aggression while making Democrats jam their thumbs in the eyes of the constituents to whom they'd promised no enforcement without amnesty would be a no-brainer for the GOP of 10 years ago. This ain't that GOP. So what he's arguing is that the Republican Party has become, you know, too anti-immigration, too right-wing, too isolationist, xenophobic or whatever. Because 10 years ago, they would have signed on to this deal. Because the the pros that, look, I understand um, conservative media is not going to go over a lot of the, the benefits or the pros that are in this bill from a conservative or Republican uh, perspective. And there are some there are some things in the bill that are OK, that are that that are that are improvements. And what I from a conservative or Republican standpoint. My challenge is that um, I am at a loss to understand why Democrats won't sign on to these fixes, because these are just fixes, right? There are deficiencies in the law that these fixes would help, but Democrats won't do them unless they get all this other stuff. This is the same problem with the Dreamers, who, by the way, not addressed in this bill. The Dream Act kids, like the kids who got brought here uh, as babies, and they are, you know, they're uh, raised in the American society for their entire lives. They know no other nation as their home, and they are a sympathetic group of people in the immigration debate. And yet, for some reason, neither party ever wants to fix this for them. Right? They never get this thing fixed. They just use it as leverage. In larger negotiations, and nothing ever gets fixed. So, 10 years ago, yeah, the GOP would have gone along with this, because I would submit 10 years ago, the border didn't look like what it looks like right now. And the border looks like what it looks like right now because of Joe Biden. Because of the policies that he unwound. And because of the refusal to enforce the laws as they are on the books. There's a lawyer... On Twitter that I follow, he goes by the name of Thomas Crown, um, but well, Crown maybe. But anyway, um, he says, yeah, he has learned over the years on this immigration issue is that whenever somebody comes along and says, here's a new bill to solve that problem, it means here's a, a future futile lawsuit against the president for refusing to enforce it. And here's a fundraising link. That's what this is now become. Um. 
And he says, a president who explicitly refuses to enforce the law as it's written has obviously cleared the criteria for impeachment and conviction. Although that would only be true if we were a serious country. And we are not a serious country. We yell about it. We fight about whether his successor should do it, but harder this time. That's where we are. So let's get to some of the details here. Some of the uh, uh, Democrats and media, but I repeat myself, as well as some Republicans are trying to tell us that there are really good things in here. And uh, we should um, we should sign on for this. We should agree to this. So let's go over some of the um, let's go over some of the high points. This is from Chris Murphy, who is a senator from Connecticut. And when the language of the bill dropped, he went onto the Twitter machine, now known as X by just Elon Musk, um, and uh, he says that uh, this uh, bipartisan national security funding bill will fund Ukraine, Israel, and humanitarian relief secures our border, and reforms asylum law. Um, First, it would be easy to just keep immigration and border policy as a political cudgel for another 40 years. But politics, at its best, is about finding bipartisan compromise on the toughest issues. That's what we've done here. Here's a snapshot of what's in the bill, he says. A quicker, fairer asylum process. No more 10-year wait. Claims processed in a non-detained, non-adversarial way within six months. So they're going to speed up the asylum process. Also, no more waiting for work permits. So as soon as you uh, clear your first screening with the immigration service, and they they say, oh, yeah, I think you got to... Because there's another thing they changed from... uh, they, they change the standard for what kind of a threat that you pose, like whether it's a significant threat or a reasonable threat. I think they changed it from significant to reasonable. And they say that that's a higher standard. And I disagree. I, di- I disagree. Because a significant threat versus a reasonable threat. If any reasonable person would think that you have a threat of violence against you if you went back to your home country, then you get to stay. That's the pre-screen. Either way, you're leaving it up to these uh, these government officials to make these determinations. And you're going to run them through the process even faster. Um, they claim this is a higher screening standard. But again, I'm not so sure. Um, and once you get through that screening process, then you get a work permit immediately. Um, Because currently, I think the law is you have to wait like 180 days before you can get a work permit, and this would let you work immediately or darn near close to it. A brand new right to legal representation for all immigrants. So now we're going to be paying a whole bunch of lawyers to represent all of these immigrants in their proceedings. Um, Remember when Trump denied lawyers to victims of the Muslim ban? Never again. Because remember, Chris Murphy's a Democrat. He's trying to sell this thing to Democrats to a base that wants open borders. That is what they want. Because they believe demographics is destiny. They believe that if they get enough people from foreign countries in here, Republicans will never win again. They will control everything. Democrats will control the power. 
And, and the Center for American Progress is, was, was very upfront about this in a paper they did a decade ago. It's like, I know it's very uh, uh, in vogue right now to uh, call this replacement theory, and this is something like some paranoid uh, conspiracy theory on the right. Uh, no, it's actually, the, it was the stated uh, strategy for the left. Demographics is destiny. That's what they said. Rui Teixeira, right, the guy, they, they talked about this. Like the browning of America, that's where you, you bring enough people in, white people die off, they're not replacing their uh, populations, and then we take the Democrats take over. Because they saw all people of a minority status as Democrat voters. Which, to me, sounds a little bit racisty. Like you're ascribing political beliefs to people based on the color of their skin, which is weird, but, uh, you know, Democrats going to Democrat on that sort of thing. Um, he then goes on, Chris Murphy goes on to say... Um, the first ever government paid for lawyers for young unaccompanied minors. A long-standing injustice now righted. Again, he's trying to sell this to the left. A requirement that the president funnel asylum claims to the land ports of entry when more than 5,000 people cross a day. The border never closes, but claims must be processed at the ports. The border never closes. This is Chris Murphy telling Democrats, telling lefty voters, don't worry, the border's not closing. So now who am I supposed to believe? When he says, look, we're just going to funnel all of these asylum claims to the land ports of entry. And there's like 20 of them in Texas alone, I think, right? And by the way, the whole point of overloading those ports of entry is that now you focus all the resources there and then the cartels smuggle all of their fentanyl and 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 uh terrorists and uh uh sex slaves and human trafficking victims they 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 send them over different parts of the border because all the border patrol is at the ports of entry oh but wait there's this there's this trigger that kicks in if it gets really bad and we're pulling in like 5000 immigrants a day 5,000, or sorry, encounters a day, 5,000 a day, which by the way, in December, we were twice that. We were at 10,000 a day, right? So if we get to 5,000 a day, then that would trigger this emergency authority that the uh, health, uh, the uh, Homeland Security Secretary could uh, could declare. This new authority, this emergency authority. Um, he doesn't have to necessarily oh and also uh uh joe biden can uh, say no it's not an emergency and overrule him basically um and then when they say we got the five thousand, that doesn't actually close the border it just reduces the number of asylees coming in every day to like 1400 if you listen to what they are telling you they are telling you what they intend to do um Looks like now the uh, updated list of no votes in the Senate is up to 18. There's going to be a test vote on Wednesday uh, brought by uh, the Senate leader Chuck Schumer. And if they get the 60 votes there, then um, then they'll proceed with like the full markup or whatever. But if they don't get enough support on Wednesday, then they're just going to abandon this bill. So if you can get to 41 in opposition, then Bill goes nowhere. Message here from Russ. 
who says, the more I see of this border bill, the worse it gets. Less than 20% goes to our border, and of that paltry number, almost none goes to stopping the flow. The majority is for services for illegals once they are in. Also, the $5,000 per day limit, or sorry, 5000 asylee, the uh, immigrant person, 5,000 people per day limit is not a hard trigger. It's fluid and open to interpretation. The whole thing is just gross. I struggle with the question, are they incompetent or enemies? This bill makes it seem they are solidly both. It does seem like that, doesn't it? Um, hang on, there was something else here. Oh, by Bill Malugin from Fox News. Listen to this. The $60 billion in Ukraine assistance... Uh, is larger than the entire budget of the U.S. Marine Corps. Their request for fiscal year 2024 was $53 billion. So $60 billion to Ukraine, more than the entire USMC. Steve, welcome to the program. Hello, Steve. How are you? Yeah, I just want to make a couple of comments. I was watching 60 Minutes last night, and there's actually a lot of people coming through the border that are from other countries now. Oh, yeah. China, China, India. Uh, Africa, and you know, TikTok's telling these people where the whole defense is to go through. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just amazing. The border guards watching them come through. I mean, they're not doing anything about it. And then to hear the lip service from the, you know, the, the, the Oval Office is just asinine to me. I mean, it just none of it makes sense. And I wonder, I'm gonna hang the phone up in a second, but I had another point. The the casino down at the top of, didn't Nancy Haley or her husband receive three shares of stock for part of that down there in that land in uh, Clyburn in North Carolina? And there's some type of legislation going on down there. There was a company, you know, as I understand it, if I remember the story correctly, there was a uh, there was a company that was contracted to uh, provide the games or something, or I, f- I forget exactly, but they were a contractor, um, right. and that's what got them, and, and then that contractor had shares uh, that were owned by various lawmakers and lawmaker families and all that stuff, but as I recall correctly, they when they got in um, the review process with the, uh, with the gaming commission and the interior department or whatever, and the, they, they said you can't use this contractor because it has to be uh, uh, a company that's uh, owned and, and comprised of indigenous peoples, and so I think that they scrapped that contract. Okay, well, they're not free shares of stock or land share of stock involved in it at all whatsoever. That's I don't remember that being one of the details okay. of the. I mean, no, unless there's okay. something else, but that was the one. That was the the issue that I had to do with the uh, shares in the company, and the company was contracted by the okay. Catawba Nation, and then the Catawba okay. Nation had a bunch of uh, turnover in their uh, tribal elections, and uh, they they tossed out some of the the previous uh, leaders. That happened last year. I don't understand why they can't. There's no growth at this point. It's been there, you know, the same time. That was why. Right. This was one of the reasons why was because they have to check certain boxes in order to get approvals. So that's what that's what slowed everything down was the was this other company that wasn't owned by Catawbas, wasn't run by Catawbas. Right. So right. So now that they're out, I think they are able to uh, to move forward. So anyway, I hope that answers the question. I appreciate the call, Steve. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? 
Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out got a message here on twitter uh pete the senate already has an immigration bill passed by the house schumer won't schedule a vote regardless biden doesn't need a new law he just needs to order ice to enforce the current laws that biden breaks his oath intentionally doesn't follow the laws congress has passed doesn't protect the country's borders and endangers americans is treason um, Russ says, I'm also trying to understand why we are borrowing money to send to other countries. Shouldn't those countries be taking out loans to fund their priorities? Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, one of the things that you see people pointing to is this trigger for um, mandatory activation. So um, here is what the, the proposal says. Um, the Secretary of Homeland Security shall activate the border emergency authority if one during a period of seven consecutive calendar days there is an average of five thousand or more aliens who are encountered each day so five thousand and enc- not not uh detained right not ent- not entered but encounters simple encounters five thousand encounters on average for seven straight days then the secretary shall activate okay the border emergency on any one calendar day if there is a combined total of 8500 or more aliens encountered okay so on a single day if you get to 8500 which by the way we blew past that number last month we were at like 10,000 a day 8500 a day then people are pointing to this saying see mandatory activation mandatory activation But the law also proposes, or the bill proposes, whenever the border emergency authority is activated, the secretary shall have the authority in the secretary's sole and unreviewable discretion to summarily remove from and prohibit, in whole or in part, entry into the U.S. of any alien identified in this other subsection who is subject to authority in accordance with the subsection. What does that mean? It means that they shall have the authority... In this case, Mayorkas, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, right, he has the sole and unreviewable discretion to remove and prohibit and what else is left unsaid there. Or not. Oh, and by the way, any kind of legal challenge that this law might see from the left or the right, it says in this bill all of those will be adjudicated in front of the D.C. Circuit, the federal court in Washington, D.C., which is like, yeah, I mean, that's Obama's court. How do you think that's going to turn out? It's it's just bad. There's so many bad parts of it that just outweigh any of the good. 
Let me jump over and get uh, Bob on the program. Hello, Bob. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Uh, you sound good. I hope you're feeling even better. Yes, I am feeling much better than I did last week. I guarantee you that. Good for you. This is not the point of my call, but am I the only one that gets the impression that Joe Biden or the big guy gets his share out of any money that goes to Ukraine? Yes, I um, I wonder if there would be this kind of effort being um, organized and supported by the Biden administration if it were any other country besides the one that his son worked in uh, and was getting the, the kickback deals and such for. Okay, so I'm not crazy. No. Okay, um, uh, this bill is, was, is an election year bill uh, to be a weapon against Republicans. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it doesn't matter which way they vote, it'll be a weapon. If they vote for it, they'll say, look at this guy, he voted for it. Biden's bill must be really great. And if they don't vote for it, they'll say, you know, these people say that they're for border security, uh, but here they are voting against this immaculate border security bill. Right. And when you think about the beginning of Biden's term when Jen Psaki and uh, Mayorkas and Biden himself said, the border is secure. Mm-hmm. There's no crisis at the border. And so you go to this weekend where the news is littered with uh, this uh, recent immigrant uh, who attacked a police officer. Oh, a group of them did, yeah, and then flipped off all yeah. the media on their way out of the, the, the police precinct because they didn't even get uh, bail. They didn't have any bail. That's that's right. So so it's it's been made so much worse now. And that that makes the conspiracy conspiratorial side. I mean, wonder if somebody in the DA's office is not working for Donald Trump to make it look so bad. You also have these uh, these Democratic mayors and governors that are saying, you know, dear Lord, help us. Mm -hmm. And in 2016, one of the things that really energized the Trump campaign, I know you remember this, Kate Steinke. Mm-hmm. And at the risk of abusing her name, what's going on now is like Kate Steinle on steroids. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of the, if not the, deciding factors of the election, I think. Right. Right. And this uh, and and this bill, which, uh, you know, it looks like it's it's on the road to failure here. The bill uh, serves two purposes, which is to paint the Republicans as obstructionists, because that's one of the favorite things that the the Democrats and media. But I repeat myself, love to do uh, call Republicans obstructionists to good legislation. Right. And fixing the problem. Uh, But also uh, it lets them paint Donald Trump as the reason that this thing went down uh, because Donald Trump told them to. So, yeah, Bob, I appreciate the call, sir. Thanks a lot. Um, the uh, This this 5,000 people per day average, these encounters, the 5,000, that, that is the trigger. What does that actually mean? Well, if you get 4,000, right, 4,000 a day, let's say, on average, then the emergency authorization doesn't get triggered, which, again, Joe Biden can overrule and say no. And Mayorkas can administer this however he so chooses. And what we've seen so far is that he chooses, by and large, not to follow laws and 
and try to keep people out. So he's going to, they're going to, oh, and by the way, they, they then say if this, if this number gets hit, the 5,000 trigger gets hit, then they're going to make sure that they still process 1,400 asylum seekers every single day. That's in there too. So it doesn't stop. The border doesn't close, even when the emergency gets authorized, gets triggered by the 5,000. But what if there's only 4,000 a day on average, every single day? You're still talking like one and a half million people a year. So, wait, so, oh, and then locks in green cards, it expands uh, waivers and such. It's like allowing the population of Phoenix, Arizona into the country every single year. This is, this is what we're told is the, this is the way to go. This is the compromise bill. No, it's like Senator Chris Murphy said, the border is not closed. Here's a portion from the uh, from the Senate proposed border bill. In general, if the president finds that it is in the national interest to temporarily suspend the border emergency authority, the president may direct the secretary to suspend use of the border emergency authority on an emergency basis. All right. So if if you get to the five thousand average daily encounters on the border not not crossings but yeah kind of crossings because if like an encounter right, that happens when they're like on on the u.s side of the border because like the border patrol is not going into mexico right so they would already be here so they are crossing actually but they're calling them encounters not the gotaways i guess but the encounters so if you get five thousand average daily encounters over one week then the emergency authority kicks in. You get there's the triggering effect for uh, Mayorkas to uh, uh, to have this authority, where he can now unilaterally say uh, or not. Uh, you know, uh, people aren't allowed to come in, and I'm going to reject all these people and all that. Except, of course, if Joe Biden is like, yeah, you know what, Alejandro, don't do that, and then he can't. See, because the president gets to call the shots. Oh, and by the way, they're like they're making a big deal. Like, oh, this is going to sunset. This is only for three. So this is only a fix for three years. Why? Because they don't want they don't want Trump to get the power, right? They want to get past the election, and then through most of uh, uh, Kamala Harris's term, I mean, sorry, Joe Biden's term, um, and and then it goes away, or it has to get re-upped, and so we can fight about all of this again. Because the president would maintain the control there. Hugh Hewitt says the non-secure border bill not only doesn't build the wall, it says $650 million is available for the next five years for building the border wall. It says $650 million is available. But it does, so it doesn't build the wall. It is also, uh, it also scores it as a Republican win that the bill provides $1.3 billion for ankle bracelets and other related monitoring costs for illegal aliens during the 90-day waiting period for their asylum hearing. All right, so this is, you hear the proponents of this deal saying that, um, oh, they're going to be either held, like when they come across the border, we're going to detain them until they're hearing, or uh, government surveillance. <gasps> Ooh, okay, we're going to be keeping an eye on them. Yeah, ankle bracelets. 
That's what they're talking about. Ankle bracelets, which, as I understand it, can't ever be cut off. Right? That's the deal with those things. They're impossible to remove, right? Talking points from the GOP Senate. $3.23 billion over three years for a total of 50,000 detention beds for three fiscal years. $2.5 billion for removal operations, including deportation flights. $3.995 billion for implementing expedited review of asylum claims under the new heightened standards. They keep calling these heightened standards, but I, I, I'm not sure in practice that's the way it's going to shake out. Hiring more staff for that. Uh, you know, the billion, the $1.3 billion for the ankle bracelets. Another billion for 2,500 new law enforcement personnel and 400 support personnel, including 1,000 new ICE deportation officers, 1,075 new port of entry officers, 450 Border Patrol agents, $139 million for Border Patrol overtime increases, um, $23 million for the DEA to try to disrupt and dismantle Mexican cartels flooding fentanyl into the United States, $23 million. Could we just do that bill alone? Can we just, can we earmark some of that money? That seems like a pretty easy thing. Just stand alone, like, no? Okay. $25 million for Customs and Border Patrol to perform familial DNA testing at the border to combat child trafficking. $25 million. That's been described as a pittance that will not actually result in uh, any kind of crackdown on trafficking. $100 million in additional grants, which, oh, because, by the way, the kids don't count as an encounter. So that 5000 number, yeah, it's interesting. They Depending on what part of the law you're looking at, they have these carve-outs for unaccompanied minors that are from non-contiguous countries. So depending on which section of the law you're looking at, because I saw it in two different places and it said different things. One was like, you're going to have a certain kind of enforcement if these people are from the non, uh, from are from contiguous countries. In other words, Canada, Mexico. If they're from some other country, non-contiguous, then they get a different standard applied to them. And then they don't count or do count towards the encounter number. It's, it's just a mess. The whole thing is just a mess.